0: Welcome everyone to the second episode of FinTech for the People. I'm Ami Parbu, your host and managing partner of Axion Venture Lab. As always, FinTech for the People is produced by Axion Venture Lab. We're an early stage investor in inclusive FinTech startups around the world. This season, we're showcasing five of the newest companies in our portfolio, which are all women-led. Tune in each week to learn from a new founder about the challenges they're tackling their approach to building an inclusive fintech company, and ways they think we can make venture capital more inclusive. Last week, in our first episode of the series, we spoke with Susie Ferreira, CEO of Gini, about the company's embedded finance plugin for platforms that serve small businesses in Brazil. Today, we'll head to India, where our next guest is helping educational institutions streamline their money management and spend more time on what matters, providing high quality education for their students. With that, I'd like to introduce Pavi Ramani Shankar, co-founder and COO of Anthem. Welcome to the show, Pavi. Thank you for having me, Amy. I'm excited to dig into Anthem uh, today, but first I'd love to learn more about your background. It's a bit unique uh, for a FinTech founder. Your studies are in education and I know you've operated schools prior to Anthem. Would you tell us more about your path?
1: Um, So, I mean, yes, uh, I've been uh, Novak Lusto FinTech. Mostly, uh, majority of my time has been in education. I've been running an education institution, a K-12 school, to be specific, um, for many, many years. And that's when um, I think the foundation of Anthem has always been. The experience of of having run an educational institution, having worked with multiple stakeholders, including the teachers, the parents, the admin staff, um, knowing how much of operational heavy lifting an educational institution owner has to do is something that I've experienced firsthand. And similarly, the a lot of help that the educational institution needs was not there when I was running an educational institution, such as, say, be it financial help, be it uh, technology help. So this was two major areas where I thought that it could have been a lot easier for someone like me if if support systems for these two areas were a lot more uh, prevalent. Hmm.
0: And so how did how did you come up with that idea of Anthem while you were operating the school? And maybe tell us more about what the company does.
1: Sure. Mm, so when I was running the uh, school, uh, one of the things that I'd always noticed is that there isn't formal financial services available to stakeholders, including be it the educational institution owner or be it the teacher or the parent. Mm it's always something informal that has to come in. So that was the first point when I thought that if I if I really want to work with education, um, I have to work in solving the financial aspect of this sector because that's really core to it. But an educator is not thinking about it full time, but like any business um, and educational institutions, foundations also have to be really strong for it to really see the impact that everybody wants when when they first start an institution, right? So laying this financial foundation was something that was of my area of interest. And so when we started Anthem first, we were lending to different stakeholders. And that's when we also realized that the lack of uh, data around that is required for any financial institution to lend. And, and the lack of this data usually comes from the fact that there isn't... Uh, records that's kept organized or or say in a, in, a, in any kind of platform and that was that was when the technology aspect of anthem also came in we work with around 45000 institutions across india and that was the founding story of anthem it has it has different aspects to it but more so from personal experience and working with a lot of passionate educators and understanding some key areas that um, are not natural strengths of people like me. um, But how do we support these, these stakeholders was where probably it all started.
0: So maybe could, could you elaborate on the, the product, the offering that Anthem provides educational institutions? How, how are you solving that data gap and what are you providing to schools in addition to that capital?
1: So I think today is an affordable um, SaaS platform for educational institutions to digitize their finances, their administration and their operations. Mm. So these three key functions are something that take up a lot of time, energy and effort um, and sort of eats into into the energy of an educator. So what we thought was digitizing these functions provide a way for not only efficiencies in the organization, but also opens doors for these educational institutions to larger network of formal financial services as well. So Anthem is a SaaS platform that provides four key modules for all institutions, which is finances, revenue, expenses, admissions, and communication, which is the classroom management. So these are the four modules that today Anthem provides to schools, colleges, coaching centers, any kind of educational institution.
0: That's great. And and I think fits so much with this acceleration of just digitization uh, that we're seeing in, in the broader ecosystem. I'm, I'm curious if you could say more about that, but what's been the demand and the interest of schools when you approach them uh, and share what Anthem can provide?
1: The educational institutions that we work with are extremely happy with Anthem purely because of the focus that we offer. It's a very, very um, simple focused tool that will help you do things that are just the pain points. For someone who is running a college or a coaching institute, fee collection is one of the main issues because you have to remind students, mm. uh, remind parents so that you have your, your revenue comes in uh, streamlined. So that is an area of pain points. So we solve that. So our uptake has been really, really good from there, and that's where we picked up. And then we started doing expenses next, and then we started doing admissions because admissions and is also very, very key because that's that's fee, that's going into your next year's revenue as well. Um, so the uptake from the educational institutions has been uh, tremendous, even better than what we thought it would be initially. And the COVID result in you know pushing people towards the digital world also definitely mm-hmm. helped because. Fee collection can no more be cash. It cannot be checks anymore. So that aspect of it was one. And uh, in general, I think like everybody, educational institutions are also a lot more open to technology just around the same time. So it really helped. The receptivity was there, as well as the the right simple product was just, just solving the most core pain points was also available. So I think it was a great match. Yeah,
0: the right moment for the right product. Speaking of COVID, I mean, the pandemic has specifically impacted educational institutions. Could you speak more about what that impact has been for your customers and and for your business, for Anthem? How have you navigated these challenging times?
1: I think one of the most unprepared sector is probably education. And most challenging it has been for the sector purely because education has, has has always been this recession proof sector but uh, you know nobody expected the pandemic to hit so hard and but the online that 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 while that is that's is the downside of covid what it has really done to education as a sector is is really opened doors to a digitization that was long pending and that has really opened doors to uh, what education can look like from here on i think something like this is is a tremendous i think this will be a landmark moment uh, for for education, in total, because we have moved to a place where uh, the f- the physical location is probably yes, it is it it is great to have. But even if not, uh, we're still going to continue education no matter what. That's where we are. I remember when 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 I was running the school, or even when I was going to school, we would always have rain holidays. You know, um, from where I come from, mm. monsoons were crazy, mm-hmm. so we would have rain holidays like two three weeks and there would be water logged everywhere but even as the pandemic recedes when we talk to education institutions they always say that we've learned how to cope with anything right now like schools need not stop because the colleges Mm. need not stop because um, students can't come or teachers can't come to work come to a physical location now We've gone past that and we are here right now where education would happen no matter what. And while a lot of this digitization was happening around curriculum and and how classrooms happen equal amount of digitization was is uh was also required in the administrative yeah. wing because while while classrooms were becoming digital you know there was a lot of administrative aspects of education that 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 doesn't come straight right when we think of classrooms we think of students studying teachers teaching but we right. don't think of the, the the tons of files that are that are lying in in a registrar's office or like you know how people sign in sign out clock in clock mm. out um, their attendance or how the lines the queues that form when they're going to pay the fee so all of this is is a, is a very large part of the institution that that's not the first thing that you think about when you talk when you think about education. While you know the pandemic pushed through a lot of curriculum and how classes happen, I think at Anthem we were ready to you know take over the the larger unlooked at portions of the institutions that that really was also craving for digitization. Mm. And I think Anthem very uh, nicely took that space in because while institutions were ready for it, and then all we needed to do was provide them exactly identify the right pain points and. Then, and then cater to that. So I think that's the larger aspect of how probably COVID and the pandemic impacted the sector as well as um, Anthem.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's a, such a great point. You know, in, in some ways, what you all do of of streamlining, uh, saving time on the administration just provides more time to focus on what matters, which is the, the education piece and, you know, what you're providing to the students. So um, that's, that's really interesting to hear. I, I want to turn back to the financial services roadmap. You've talked a lot about kind of the, the SaaS platform and the data that you all are collecting there. How do you leverage the platform to effectively provide these financial services to your customers?
1: The great question. I think the SaaS platform or any platform for that matter does not do a good job if it just identifies the problem. For example, one of the things that Anthem does is it show accurately what is the fee pending from where, which class, how much, which is the fees at risk. That's one of the most important things that a business owner needs. But it doesn't stop there. What we do is identify the problem, but also offer solutions for that which is where, you know, our, our fintech piece comes in. Our fintech piece comes in in two, three different ways. One is just um, payments. We make the fee payment process a lot easier, a lot uh, smoother. Today, the beauty of a SaaS platform like Anthem is that how it not ju- it's just not a platform in isolation, but works with multiple different everyday tech. Mm. When I say everyday tech, something like WhatsApp, something like Google Pay, right? So this is something that's embedded in 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 every indian's dna today but then so when a SaaS platform cut you know works through these works along with these platforms like you know pay your fees on upi and then it automatically reconciles at the back end or get your reminders on whatsapp so this kind of SaaS along with other fintech platforms on payments and and otherwise so it sort of uh, integrates everyday life in with anthem as well So payments is one really big aspect of Anthem. The other part is that um, while one part of the solution is, of course, giving them a really easy access to make the payments, but what if there are parents who are unable to make the payments right up front or people want their children to study in really good institutions? And what if there was a better payment plan? What if there was BNPL for education? What if there was something that would allow uh, parents to really... Uh, give the dream that they're dreaming for their children so this is something that uh, we also offer so like identifying the solution but also problem solving in terms of payments problem solving in terms of what is the what are the other aspects that we can solve for when it comes to just affording education so we try and cover all aspects and not just stop with Visibility. So payments is one big angle we're looking at. Bnpl is another one that we're looking at, which helps the parents um, access education that they would otherwise probably find it difficult to.
0: That's great. And and how about on the educational institution side? Are you thinking about you? You mentioned the challenges of accessing working capital uh, when you are when you are operating a school. How do you think about those financial needs of the, the schools and institutions?
1: So what anthem does beautifully is that while we are solving the the problem of the parents affordability uh, the data that the platform collects is about fee collection how the fees paid what frequency is paid what is the fee collection efficiency so all of this while in one way helps us finance the fee loans themselves the same data on the other side actually shows us the financial strength strength of the institution the same data what frequency is the fee paid Uh, when does the fee collection happen understanding the cycles the efficiency of collection uh, class-wise all of this is the same data that helps us uh, have this really um, amazing visibility that is required for a lender that otherwise that even when we we're lending earlier that we did not have is something that is that is that is right there for us and with so much more confidence and so much more data-driven underwriting and um, understanding the credit worthiness of the institution uh, today we are able to support educational institutions with their working capital having a really strong understanding a really strong data-backed credit underwriting that we're able to provide working capital for the institutions as well. So it's beautiful how, um, you know, with the data around fee collection, how we're able to cater to two different stakeholders, but solving Mm. their problems on both sides.
0: That's really exciting how this one, you know, platform and tool um, provides data to a full ecosystem, really uh, in the education space. So I want to turn to something a little different and hear more about uh, Anthem's team and the culture I'm particularly curious how you as a founder have found building the culture at a tech company similar or different to building the culture at your school. What do you feel like you've learned from your previous experience and brought to Anthem?
1: I really like that question because it makes me think. (laughs) I think in terms of the school that I was uh, running, so the school had its roots um, roots in happy schooling, which meant that every single student who comes to school comes happily. And learning happens only when there's joy. So that's something that I ask myself at Anthem every day. Everybody who's mm. coming to Anthem, are they are they coming in by choice? Or are they waking up saying, Oh, I need to go to work or I need to go to work. So that's something that that is, that is ingrained. That's something that I've been working and that that setup is something that I've been working in for a very long time. So it's very hard to even shake that off. So that's something that's very natural. So uh, ensuring that mm-hmm. or, or even in the back of the mind questioning if everybody really enjoys what they do, uh, that's something that we keep asking ourselves in Anthem. Running a tech company is definitely a very, very different from running a school mm-hmm. uh, in terms of <laughs> it's, it's, it's just worlds apart, if you see. But uh, there are a few things in when it comes to the culture of Anthem that we are really, really particular about. One thing is with our customers, we always want to offer value more than what we promised. We want to make this a platform that's affordable, but at the same time, it provides cutting edge technology to educational institutions. Mm. Something that otherwise would have been very, very difficult to access. Um, this access is something that we want to provide. So um, offering value over and above what we promise is something that we always strive for. Another thing that we keep talking about uh, in Anthem is that our support is always better than sales like we work with as a startup we work with many institute, many many organizations as well but we've always seen people being so aggressive in sales but once the sales is done then people just disappear and i always tell my customer sub- success team that we are building an exceptional sales team but deep inside i always want my customer success team to be better <laughs> so that is always how it would be at anthem
0: no that's that's great and and the customer success piece has come across so clearly, both when we were doing diligence on on you all uh, at Adventure Lab, but also uh, since you know your customers all speak of how easy it is to reach Anthem and and to to receive the service that they need. So it's it's great to hear that. Uh, so to, to wrap things up, just one last question: wanted to get your thoughts on um, the funding environment right now. Most women and founders struggle to get capital, uh, as you know, at comparable rates and amounts as their male peers. What was your journey like and how do you think we can start to close this gap to create, you know, a more equitable entrepreneurial system?
1: Amy, I think that is one thing that's very, very obviously on your face. Like when you, when I initially started going into fundraising um, meetings, majority of the times I would be the only female component of the meeting, mm. and this never happens. Where you know the conversation that we are having, that that kind of gender, you know, presence or uh, that that's never that never happens in in a usual VC or a or a fundraise environment. But to someone who's fundraising as as a woman, I would always also many times come across this situation where you would want to present your arguments, but then they would if you have a male co-founder, which is good and bad. But then usually usually people prefer having conversations with with the male co-founder so it's not a natural airtime if you want to call it that that you tend to get in these kind of meetings but i think i think there are there are a lot of conversations i think recently the axion meeting that uh, i was with where we had a conversation around you know women and and the funding space i think that was quite interesting to hear a lot of people talk about similar experiences and what is it that we can do and I think I always I think I remember mentioning it then as well. So one thing is that probably just have more women representation in the other side of the table. So mm. I think that would really help from the investor side because that's the easiest way to bring in that perspective. You know, it's it, that's just it just neutral it just balances things out.
0: Yeah. Any other advice for aspiring other women entrepreneurs out there?
1: I think it would really help if all the women entrepreneurs out there have a good hold over their numbers the finances. When you speak finances, anybody who speaks finances get attention. That's what I've realized. Mm. So even if you're not great with uh, finances, I think I would highly recommend that you learn and you present the data and the numbers. I think that's one way of definitely cutting through the not so balanced uh, population or representation that we have in the in the investing in the fundraising space. So I think just getting really good with data and finances helps mm. because that is something that gets attention. Mm. It that that doesn't have. I think that I think I think finances precedes gender.
0: Mm, it's it's more neutral language.
1: It's the one you're to language Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, thanks for that. Uh, I think a lot we all can be doing, as you say, on both sides of the table as investors and and for entrepreneurs uh, who are who are looking to get funding in the space. So, thank you, Pavi, for the time today. It's been really great and really inspiring to hear about your journey and about what Anthem is doing in this space. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Amy. Join us next week to hear from Sophie Abdul Razak, co-founder and COO of GoodFind, a vertical payments company here in the US that targets food trucks, which is a greatly underserved and fast growing small business segment. Our technology will continue to, to bridge the gap for them to help them be more visible and to increase revenue because that'll help them grow their businesses beyond hopefully their their wildest dreams, right? We just, we really wanna be um, a catalyst for change in this industry and make it more accessible to as many people um, as we can because the industry is so deserving and it is consistent of diverse individuals and the impact that people can generate when they're their own business owners, when they're able to bring value into community is, You know, you can't put a price tag on that, right?